It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. What is going on, guys? Welcome back to another edition of the Locked On Panthers podcast. Bill Rossetti of Panthers Wire hitting you guys back up here on this first crossover Wednesday of the season it's something going on across the entire locked on network all the hosts of all the networks coming together to preview this week's games so of course i'm going to talk about the dallas cowboys and i'm honored to have landon mccool one of the hosts of the locked on cowboys podcast joining the show landon welcome to the show great to have you here my friend how you doing i'm excited you know, week one, it, it's crazy how it kind of creeps up on you last minute. It's like you, you wait so long through this desert of nothing, and then suddenly you get a little bit of preseason glimpse, and then suddenly it is upon you, and you don't even know it, and you're, you're scrambling to get ready for it. But, yeah, we got a football game that means something tomorrow, and uh, and a game between our two teams on Sunday. It, it's crazy, man. We go through a whole off season of – waiting and dead period and then all of a sudden the preseason hits and it's like yeah the preseason and you realize oh it's the preseason and then the preseason's over and it's like yes there's real football and now you're drowning in information (laughs) and then once sunday hits uh one o'clock your twitter timelines are going to explode and that's when you know that the season is underway absolutely well let's jump into it let's talk about well, first, we're going to talk about the injury reports. Um, so starting with the Carolina Panthers, we're just going to run through them quick, talk about talk real quick about their injury report, and then run through the Cowboys' injury report. So for the Panthers, two players did not participate in practice on Wednesday. That was Brendan Mahon, the guard, with a neck injury, and Curtis Samuel, the wide receiver, with an illness Uh Already starting to seem like Curtis Samuel will not play on Sunday, so that would leave the Panthers with five receivers. And then Chris Manhurts, the tight end with that foot injury, and Amini Tolu and Darrell Williams, both with knee injuries, both were limited in practice, and they were the only players listed on the injury. So luckily, only five players on, of course, week one. You're hoping not to see too many players on the injury report, so good that it's only five. Uh, of course, we'll track Thursday and Friday how how these players improve in practice or if they improve. Uh, but as far as the Cowboys go, uh, Landon, what what was their injury report looking like for Wednesday? Uh, Jadobi Awuzie, who is one of our starting corners, uh, had a little bit of a back, it looks like, but from what I've been hearing, it's it's not anything serious. So he was just limited. I think they're just going to nurse him to Sunday. It's not not. Uh, he's not in any 
imminent danger of missing the game. Uh, Kayvon Frazier hurt his shoulder. He's one of our safeties. He's actually normally our third safety, uh, but he was actually going to be uh, put into a starter spot because of uh, of injury. We'll discuss in a second. But he had a little shoulder pop out during the last preseason game, making a tackle. He actually popped it back in during the game, but they decided not to put him back in. Uh, so I think he was limited, but it sounds like he's likely to play. Uh, and then, you know, the guys that we knew that weren't, weren't going to be practicing, Travis Frederick, uh, Xavier Woods, who was the safety I was discussing, he was, he's our normal starting free safety. He pulled his hamstring, uh, in our second or our third preseason game. Oh, maybe, was that one of those two? Uh, he's had a little bit of a hammy, and, uh, we, we anticipate that he was not going to be able to play, and he likely will not play in this game this week. Uh, and I think that was, it. Um, don't have the actual list in front of me, but I think that was maybe one more. But uh, yeah, oh, Dayton Jones, who is uh, who's uh, did was they thought was going to go onto the IR, but they decided last minute to carry him to try to wait out the injury. Uh, but he's definitely not going to be playing this week. So let's talk a little bit about the Cowboys and um, uh, specifically the offense because it seems like it's certainly a bit of a new look. You know, new faces. Um, uh, a little bit new leadership because no more Des Bryant, no more Jason Witten. So it's really the the Dak Prescott show, the Zeke Elliott show. Um, drafted Michael Gallup in the third round, signed Alan Hearns in free agency. Uh, so what can Panthers fans expect to see out of the out of the Cowboys offense? Or like you know what what's the Cowboys status right now? Where they're coming from? What their look ahead is? I think the idea, you know, I mean. Tr- you know, Jason Witten retiring and deciding to leave for broadcasting was not necessarily something that the Cowboys like had planned for their entire off season at that point. But they had they obviously did make the decision not to bring back Des Bryant. I think part of those decision part of you know the the decision and then the result really of Jason Witten leaving is kind of actually still in symbiosis of this move towards trying to be a little bit more creative in formation and creative in scheme uh, to try to exploit teams' weaknesses week to week. I think what they found is that when they had to turn to the passing game, you know, the Des Bryant kind of, uh, you know, when Des Bryant was, was at his best, he was worthy of, you know, force feeding the a bunch of targets in order for him to convert some of those for big plays. As he became less and less of an explosive player, uh, he the you know re, the rate of return on that kind of flipped. And so now, you know, especially with Dak as the quarterback, Dak wants to play a more efficient game. He wants to play a game with uh, you know, high efficiency targeting. He doesn't want to. Th- throw the ball to you 12 times to get four catches for 80 yards. He wants to, you know, he he wants to spread the ball around. I think some of the Dak's best games throwing, you know, you look at Green Bay his rookie year, you look at you know, Kansas City, he th- he spread the ball around. His maybe Green Bay may have, his 2016 season may have been his best passing game and Des Bryant didn't even play that game. Um, and I think that that's what the future is they want to look at is uh, they have a collected a, a group of wide receivers who have varying skill sets who can all kind of do different things well and they're even using their own guys differently they, you know, they have a new wide receiver coach 
uh, who's kind of broken down everyone's game to the very core. Like they spent the first few weeks of OTAs running running routes without ever touching a football because he really wanted to break down um, their uh, route running skills. And they're doing things like moving Beasley outside and and doing you know just getting people in different positions to get open because I think they are a, a lot more aligning to. They're moving this offense further away from being a Romo offense and more towards what Dak would like to do. Um, and, and again, like you said, all of this is centered around really more than Dak, Ezekiel Elliott and the running game because that's where the their, their bread is buttered. And that's what the engine of this offense and, and the, uh, you know, the it helps the defense to that point too. So – uh, I would expect heavy doses of Ezekiel Elliott in the run game, whether it's zone or gap or power or in the screen game or whatever. They're going to give him a whole bunch of touches, and when they don't give him touches, look for his backup Rod Smith to get a whole bunch of touches. <laughs> I think they're going to use their running backs, mostly Ezekiel Elliott, obviously, a lot. Uh, and then they're going to vary uh, the personnel in the field according to how the matchups look, whether it's tight ends. They have a group of tight ends, two tight ends specifically they use kind of differently. Uh, and then, you know, five or six different wide receivers that they'll mix in as needed. And we kind of talked this, – this is actually um, kind of a retake of – Take two. <laughs> exactly. This is take two. So we're not going to go into the whole spiel again. But we talked on the first t- – yeah, take this is almost take three now. I can't. Talk. <laughs> uh, we we talked quick too about Jason Witten, what we thought of him as a uh, as a broadcaster. And long story short, we basically uh, we basically think he's uh, not the greatest. He, he's, he's a much he's a much better football player. He's a much better exactly. He's a much better football player. Tony Romo so far is the only cowboy that has actually been able to translate his talents to the. Uh, to the broadcast booth. Now, the, you know, the regular season's coming. Witten might turn things around, but uh, we basically agreed that, uh, and like we saw in some Twitter feeds, too, that Booger McFarlane, they thought, should be in the Twitter booth. Or, yeah, in the Twitter booth. The, it should be in the Twitter booth, too, though. I think yeah. That's, well, not, that's not a bad career move for him, either. That, that'd, be, that'd be pretty neat. Yeah. A lot, like a live Twitter feed. But he yeah. should be at the booth, and Jason Witten would be on the sideline. But tell him what you said about Jason Witten, why they shouldn't. Why he shouldn't be on the sideline? Oh, I mean, that dude would run on the field and make a tackle. I mean, there's no there's no doubt about it. No pads or nothing. I mean, he, doesn't, he doesn't need any of that. He'll come out and he'll, he'll get too hyped and he'll run out and try to catch a pass or something. That guy's crazy. Like, as much, I, I was, like I was saying then, too, there's two sides of Jason Garrett. There's the, guy, there's the guy that you all see in front of the cameras and when he knows on camera, that guy is incredibly boring. And that's why I don't think he's the best broadcaster. And then there's the real Jason Litton. And the real Jason Witten, the one on the field, he curses like a sailor. He suns people in practice all the time. Like, I, I, I remember one time they signed a veteran safety just for death one time. And I think this was like two or three years ago in training camp. And he bossed him so bad on a one-on-one drill. And he basically screamed so everyone could hear women and children. There were, you know, a thousand people out there. Get this a hole off the field. He doesn't deserve to be on the same field as I. <laughs> <laughs> this is this oh, is a you know, fifteen year vet, Jason Witten. You know, he dude, that guy. He will talk, you know, some crap if 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 he's on the field. Off the field, uh, he's just a little bit too stuffed shirt to me. 
I will say this. Monday, November 5th is certainly a date to circle since that's when the Cowboys play at home on Monday night against the Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that should be, I mean, especially since he's from Tennessee. That's interesting. Oh, so, even better. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> even better. Uh, before we jump back into things, I want to take, take a minute to thank one of our great sponsors over at my book. Now, I don't know about you, Landon, but people ask me for betting advice, and I'm pretty terrible with betting advice. I would lose your money in a heartbeat. You, you might as well file for bankruptcy now. <laughs> I'm the, people, the people who ask for my betting advice are unfortunately don't have phones or any means of communication anymore because they've lost everything. Yeah, so, exactly. Uh, just just don't, don't, follow, don't follow their lead, folks. Uh, but there's other great people you can talk to for betting advice. But in terms of just who you're betting with, which is just as important as who you're, what team you're betting on, MyBookie is the place to go. They are your best bet this season. They have great reviews online. They've been in business for years, and their site is very easy to use. So lay down some cash and win big today. Now, listen, I would only recommend a service to my listeners that's been good to me. So that's why I'm urging you, telling you, begging you, go to MyBookie. Because when you win, they pay. I promise you, they pay. They have live in-game betting, the most rewarding player perks in the business, and you can bet the over-under on fantasy points that a player will score. I mean, talk about taking daily fantasy to the next level. So go to MyBookie right now and use the promo code LOCKEDON, and MyBookie will match your deposit dollar for dollar. Again, that's MyBookie, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E, and we're talking dollar for dollar when you use the promo code LOCKEDON. I mean, it basically lets you... Bet with house money, and, and, and what's better than playing with house money? So my bookie, you play, you win, you get paid. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Let's flip over. Let's let's go and talk now about um, the other side of the coin, like the Panthers' offensive line against the the Cowboys' defensive line, because, like I said, there's a lot of question marks regarding the Panthers' offensive line. You're looking at uh, – and for those that have been listening to me for a while, you know how much I'm a fan of Taylor Moten. For those on the Cowboys' side, uh, I've I've been touting Taylor Moten for a long time, so I'm really excited to see him get the start at left tackle. Obviously, there's going to be a learning curve because it is his first start at left tackle in the NFL, but – I, th- I think he's ready. I'm excited. You know, he'll he'll obviously have some bumps, especially going up against guys like Demarcus Lawrence and Randy Gregory. Uh, but the fact that Dare Williams and Amini Silatolu are both in practice, you know, they were both limited. But the fact that they were they're both in practice this week is a, a huge sign, especially for Dare Williams, a guy that we thought was going to start the season on injured reserve. Luckily, he avoided that. Of course, Matt Khalil did not avoid injured reserve, so he's out the first eight games. Um, it's just a matter of are they going to be ready to play in time for Sunday, or are you going to have to put put someone like, say, uh, Greg Van Roten in at left guard? And if 
Williams can't go, who do you plug at right tackle? Corey Robinson, the guy you just traded for the lot from the Lions. And, you know, there, there's there's still a lot of question marks here, and the fact that they start with such a formidable defensive line, and even after this game, because you've got the Falcons in week two, you know, Vic Beasley coming after you. So with how rocky this Panthers offensive line is right now, there is a lot of concern for the start of the season. Um, What's your take on it? If if you're Demarcus Lawrence, how (laughs) bad are you foaming at the mouth right now? Well, I'm I'm not going to lie. Uh, that has been a an ongoing uh, uh, point of hope for Cowboys fans is that uh, is seeing kind of some of the the struggles or, or, or the, you know I mean we don't want to see anybody hurt but I, I think that the idea that uh, Demarcus Lawrence had, potentially at one point could have been going against a backup uh, offensive lineman I think obviously was a situation that made Cowboys fans lick their chops and then even more so as um, as Randy Gregory got back into practice and showed that, hey, this guy hasn't lost a step and actually might be a little bit better than when he left. Um, I, you know, I, first of all, I'd like to agree with you. I, I'm a big Taylor Moten fan. Uh, I was a fan of his coming out of college and uh, I, you know, I've watched him, um, just generally during sc- the scouting season and, um, I was a big fan of his game and I, I thought that he definitely had what it take, took to be a, a starter in this league and, and to play. Um, I, I think it's a tough game for you to be making your first start. And uh, I mean, but at the same time, like, you know, uh, Leo Collins, who plays right tackle for us now, uh, you know, he moved outside and, was playing right tackle, a position that, you know, he played tackle in college, but he had never played right tackle. He'd never played on the right side in his life. Uh, and he went through a murderer's row of offensive tackles. Uh, and, you know, that kind of trial by fire really ended up, I think, you know, helping his learning curve. You know, I think it's for some of these guys, they can do it. And some of these guys, they can't. And I think, you know, just kind of throwing them out there, you know, these aren't quarterbacks. These are, these are offensive linemen. They, they need to be, you know, they need to see what they've got against these, some of these guys. And if they don't know what they've got, they need to learn how to get better so they can get to a level where they need to be. Um, so I, I think if I was a, a Panthers fan, I would be excited about the challenge for this. But, you know, obviously a little bit nervous because this is, you know, say what you will about Demarcus Lawrence. He's not the, the most explosive pass rusher. He's not the strongest guy. But what he does really, really well uh, is he's – he he'll throw a ton of moves at you, and it will never look the same. So he's gonna. So Moten, if it's him or if it's Williams, whoever's going against Lawrence specifically, uh, is gonna get shown all the different hand dip stuff that you want to see from a, a a pass rusher, and it'll be uh you know kind of up to them to kind of deal with how to handle that. So yeah, like I said, that that's something I'm looking forward to watching. I'm also I'm also going to be very curious with the secondary. Particularly Dante Jackson, who likely is going to get his first start uh, opposite opposite James Bradbury. Now, if you if we look at the Cowboys receiver, we talked about Michael Gallup. Uh, you have Alan Hearns, of course, the free agent signing that they got from the Jaguars. Uh, and I'm I'm looking at the R lads right now. Am I reading this right that they only have? Four receivers on the roster right now. Hearns, Williams, Gallup. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm missing the slot receivers. Yeah. My bad. So they do have six. Um, so you have Hearns, Williams, uh, Cole Beasley will probably be in the mix. 
Tavon Austin, let, let's talk about him real quick because he is going to, you know, we, we saw how quickly he fell out of favor with the Rams. Mostly that was because of Jeff Fisher and how boring he is. What are the Cowboys looking to, to get out of Tavon Austin? You know, are they, did I read somewhere too that they were running, running him at running back a little bit at times, like as a very versatile player? Like what are, what are they doing with him? So, Initially, when when it got announced, he got announced as a running back. Uh, kind of, they called him a a, a web back when they made but, the trade. Yeah, and um, but but I think the idea that they the role that they had in, in initially for him was, and I mean, this is kind of you know deep cut cowboy stuff. It, Lucky Whitehead is a guy who used to play for the Cowboys, um, and and basically his role on the team was he was a kick returner, punt returner. Um, and then he would run a jet sweep. Um, and it would basically run as a constraint for, to a wide zone. So as the Cowboys would run, like, let's say, wide zone right, he would be running a jet sweep uh, going the opposite direction. And it was usually as sometimes he would get the ball, but mostly it was to kind of keep the, the backside defensive end honest or trying to crash down and make tackles. Um, because that's, you know, once teams saw that we were going wide zone Right, they were just crashing down immediately and, and try to pursue and make tackles for losses. Um, so initially, the the thought process was that he, that's gonna, what he was going to be is he's going to do a lot of this uh, reverse stuff. He'll probably get you know up to two or three carries, maybe a game, um, and then there's another role the Cowboys kind of had where it was like a third down kind of two minute running back situation that Zeke actually would kind of sometimes do, but more often than not, they were, I think they want to try to get Zeke in, in like route. And basically it would just basically be a, a, an outlet guy. Like, you know, on, so if teams were playing kind of zone shells and two minute situations, he'd be a guy that you throw to the ball underneath and see if he could get, get, get him the ball in some space and just see what you can create in order to try to continue down the field. Um, but when he got in onto the, into practice, uh, I, I mean, I, I was, lucky enough to be out in Oxnard for a whole bunch of these practices, I mean, he was flying around as a wide receiver on the outside. And, and I think that a lot of what what happened with him in Los Angeles and, and St. Louis was, you mentioned it, I mean, you know, we all know who Jeff Fisher is. and um, But beyond that, I think, you know, obviously they, they get McVeigh in there, who's obviously a, a young, fantastic offensive uh, thinker. Um, you know, his – whole season was kind of derailed by a wrist injury which you know ended up causing him to a cup you know he had a whole bunch of fumbles last year because of it and i think you know it's just one of those situations where mcveigh was like i I don't need to feel i don't feel the need to like have to try to work you into the offense because you're not my player you know and so you know he just he describes it as as kind of a real eye-opening experience for him and that it's kind of made him re commits and we've heard we, everyone's heard this storyline where players say this and you know who knows if it's true or not but i will say he looked really good out in camp like i mean he was catching a whole bunch of passes they were throwing to him the ball underneath he was doing a lot of uh uh screen stuff and and you know he's and he was going deep and catching balls down the field so who knows i i, I think you're likely to see him maybe catch, carry the ball i i wouldn't be surprised that they're definitely going to try to scheme him some stuff to get him the ball, um, but I, I, I don't. It, it, like I said, this is one of the things that the Cowboys fans themselves haven't seen very much of yet. So we're just as intrigued to see what happens as I think Panthers fans. Awesome. 
yeah, so. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Really, really curious. So that'll be something to watch, how much he actually gets out there and how the Panthers kind of match up with him. And then when you flip it around, uh, looking at the Cowboys secondary against the Panthers receivers, we know this is a young Good-looking secondary for the for the Cowboys. Byron Jones, the speedy corner. Xavier Woods. Uh, you mentioned Wuzier is injured, but still, there's some there's some good talent on here. So uh, I'm going to be curious how the Panthers match up there. You know, you still got Big Devin Funchess out there, uh, but the guy I, I've been talking up a bit, and I don't know if he's going to make a huge immediate impact, but I think over time. You might see him become more acclimated in the offense, and that's the rookie DJ Moore. Uh, you know, I, I don't think he's going to be. It, it doesn't look like he's going to be in like starting sets right away. Uh, they they've been seeing Torrey Smith out there quite a bit. Uh, Jarris Wright is also he's looking like the starting slot. Um, but still, I, I think DJ Moore because he's been, he's been getting a lot of reps with the ones throughout training camp in the preseason. So you're, you're going to see him sprinkled in there. But uh, like, like I said, I don't think at least right away he's going to make a, a huge impact. So, but then, and then you still have Greg Olson over the middle, um, old reliable, just got the contract extension. Uh, but Ian Thomas behind him as well. I was, I liked him coming out of college uh, and he impressed during the preseason. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him, uh, make a little bit of noise. Again, not a whole lot as, as a rookie. I think he's in another situation where it's going to take him some time being with the ones, but he, he's he's a guy to watch out for, I think. And, um, you know, you're, so you're going to see a couple rookies here because obviously on the other side of the coin, you've got uh, Leighton Vander Esch, and I, I don't know how much he's been running with the ones or if he's looking to start, but. Uh, like I said, he's he's another guy that I think is looking looking good. Excited to see him if he's playing much. Well, I, about him. yeah, actually, the guy you're going to want to look out for is is Jalen Smith. Um, well, of course, right? Yeah, because he's back. Like he's and it yep. looks it looks like he's all the way back because he has been everywhere in camp. Like just making tackles for loss, all of like carrying. Uh, he carried Tavon Austin 35 yards up the field by himself at one point. In camp. I mean, he has been – I don't dare compare him to Keekly yet, but, I mean, he looks to be on that track. 
And I mean, he's just, uh, you know, flying all over the field, beating Sean Lee to the ball, you know, and like, it's so uh, Leighton has actually not been kind of nursing slow, slowly nursing a, an injury in camp. And, and the part of the reason that he's been able to do so is because the Cowboys really seem to have hit on something with their linebacker core because Jalen is seems to have fully recovered. He's got the brace off now and he looks like a completely different player than he did last year, a completely different player. Um, and then they, you know, we lost Anthony Hitchens, but we, Signed Joe Thomas, who was uh, not, not that Joe Thomas, but the uh, other Joe Thomas, who was the linebacker from uh, Green Bay, who has just been a complete revelation. He's all over the field in the preseason. Uh, I think he's going to likely be the guy who steps in uh, whenever the eventual Sean Lee injury happens. Um, and you know, honestly, just maybe to kind of help Sean avoid that is that that they feel like they can take him off the field, and there's not as huge a step down at the at the weak side uh, position. So, I think that um, you know, I I was expecting that they were going to end up t- trading one of these guys. They ended up carrying seven linebackers, um, and I, I thought for sure that they were going to trade one. But um, they they are carrying all of them into the game, so I, I wouldn't be surprised if they decided uh, if Carolina decided to load up that you know Dallas spent a lot of time in base. Um, I, I'm a big Ian Thomas fan, and I'm also a, a big DJ Moore fan. I, I liked both those guys for the Cowboys coming into the uh, the year. Um, I'm a real big Ian Thomas fan specifically, uh, just because I thought he was one of the guys who really had the potential to be a great all-around tight end. I think he's he's still kind of raw and he's young, but he, he's got all the tools. Um, and uh, but I think he's going to be a great you know tight end too for you guys this season. And behind Olsen, is gonna, he's going to learn a lot. He's going to be great. And DJ Moore, I, I think, uh, you know, the key, again, a guy that the Cowboys considered at 19, obviously, or we're, we're hoping, uh, fans were hoping for at 19. Um, I, I I don't know. You know, I obviously don't haven't been following as closely as, as you guys what uh, his training camp is like, but I would be very surprised if they didn't try to get DJ Moore on the field specifically to try to funnel him the ball at least one or two times, whether it's a screen, whether it's something simple, just to get him the ball because he is incredibly explosive and very dangerous with the ball in his hand. So, um, you know, I, I think. It, the Panthers have a bright future there. If if he doesn't get a bunch of t- touches early on, I, that that wouldn't surprise me. I mean, I think like everyone knows, sometimes wide receiver can be a position that's difficult to transition to in the NFL. But that doesn't mean a guy like him who has you know special physical gifts uh, can't be uh, you know specifically schemed to. Uh, North Turner knows how to to do stuff like that. Exactly, exactly. I, I think like you're, you're right. They're they're gonna they're gonna find ways. To get him the ball at, at some points of the season. Uh, so let's let's make some predictions. Let's kind of wrap it up here. Uh, Sunday, four twenty-five on Fox. Uh, everybody's favorite announcer, Joe Buck, I believe, has the call. Now I don't have a problem with Joe Buck, but I mean, uh, it's because it's you're not a Cowboys fan. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean Joe. I mean Joe obviously has to had to counterbalance a lot of Troy Aikman early on, so he's uh-huh. notoriously a troublemaker for Cowboys. Yeah, that's always fun when it's a Cowboys game. Now, obviously, he's going to have a lot of baseball coming up too. So, oh, it's, oh that's too bad. <laughs> <laughs> he, he can wa- he can watch his Cardinals in the playoffs. Yeah, exactly. Spoiler alert! I hope the Phillies somehow crack the playoffs. But hey, hey, if that if that makes him sad, then I'm on board with that. Too. <laughs> uh, but any event, Sunday, four twenty-five. 
in Carolina, Panthers home opener. Uh, unfortunately, though, I think it's going to be a little bit of a disappointing home opener because I think the Cowboys are just going to have a lot of firepower. Landon, you mentioned Jalen Smith. Um, I'm a little upset of myself right now that I completely forgot to mention him before I mentioned Leighton Van Der Esch, but you're right. The way Jalen Smith has been playing, and it, it's just making that defense look ferocious. Uh, Zeke's going to be Zeke. I I just think the Cowboys are going to go in there. Like I said, I, I think the offensive line for the Panthers is just I, – I get the Cowboys have their own question marks, but I don't know. That, that front seven of the Cowboys against what could be kind of an inexperienced Panthers line uh, and then, you know, the, the secondary against some of the, the Panthers receivers. I like the Cowboys in this one. I'm, I'm going to say the Cowboys, and I'm going to say – 24-17, Dallas. I, I really, you know, honestly, I think that this is uh, one of the advantages the Cowboys have, and I think this is an advantage that maybe our teams would share if your team was a little, if your offensive line was a little bit more healthy, is that I think in, a, in, a, in, a, in an NFL where it's a passing league, uh, they they kind of zagging the other way by being extremely good, you know, running the football. And I think you know we you, we each have quarterbacks who thrive, you know, having a running element into their game and and you know throwing the ball off of of the of, off of the run. You know, um, I think that this to me this is a tough this is a tough matchup for the cowboys as, as well i mean i i look at this as a difficult game i mean we, we have to play on the road and and i think it's a team that you know doesn't necessarily succumb to some of the uh, uh, other issues that we hope to put teams in you know bad positions with our run game i think this is you guys have a run defense that is um that you know that could give us pause especially again with frederick missing um, and then that would in turn put pressure on on our, a passing game that really we don't really have a lot of it's a lot of unknown for us you know um, but I, I that's why I tend to think it's a push I, I really think it's I mean I think it's probably a 50-50 game um, for the sake of good sportsmanship I, I, I'll pick the Panthers to win by a, a field goal uh, just uh, I think that I, but I really think that's, I mean, that's kind of in the name of, of, uh, of how close I think this game is going to be. I, I think these are two teams that, uh, both are, have dealing with slight injury issues coming into the league, but, uh, you know, I think they kind of counterbalance each other out in a way that's really kind of interesting. Uh, and I, I think it's, it's going to be a lot about, uh, who could take advantage of uh, the ball bouncing their way in the game, and that's ultimately going to be the difference, like like a lot of these games are, I mean, when you think about it. Yeah, and, and week one's always wacky. There's always going to be some kind of WTF moment. Yep. We don't know where it's coming from, but it, it's, it's going to happen. Absolutely. Well, well, let's wrap it up here. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, Landon. Um let the listeners know where they could find you, other than, of course, Locked On Cowboys or anything you guys have going on. Yeah, uh, you guys can follow me if you're on Twitter. I, I'm on Twitter at McCoolBCB. That's M-C-C-O-O-L-B-C-B. Um, and I also do another podcast with a buddy of mine named John Owning uh, called the Best Coast Boys Podcast. 
Uh, and you can follow that on Twitter at Best Coast Boys with a Z at the end. Um, yeah, and uh, we do. I do a ton of podcasting at this point, so uh, not much writing. So make sure you check us out. John, John only is my boy, by the way. I'm, I love him. He, he's awesome. Got oh, I'll tell him you said hi. Got to meet him a couple times at the Senior Bowl. He, he's a great dude. He is for sure. Awesome. And of course, you can follow me on Twitter at Bill underscore Setti. That's R I C C E T T E. And we're going to wrap it up here. I'll have my predictions probably tomorrow before the start of the season. Uh, and, of course, more injury reports and just continuing to count down to the start of the season. So for Landon, I'm Bill. Thanks so much for listening to the first Crossover Wednesday here on the Locked On Panthers podcast. And until next time, take care, my friends. We'll see you next time. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.